Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Millennial Business Podcast, brought to you by Millennial Girls Media, where we teach you how to live, lead, create, and earn like a millennial. Our generation knows that technology and the way people do business over the next few years is going to blow your mind. So, if you want to stay up to date and relevant in this ever-changing world, strap in and get ready for the ride of your life. I'm your host, Taylor Victoria, and I'm going to teach you how millennials do business. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Business Podcast. I am so excited to be joined by my great friend today. His name is Aaron. I met him in Bali at a personal development event that we both went to. Aaron, thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Thanks, Taylor. It's been a great pleasure to be on here. I'm looking forward to sharing a lot of juicy information about health. (laughs) I love it. And I love that you said juicy because um, for anyone, if you guys don't follow Aaron on Insta, you definitely should. He'll give his Insta at the end of the episode. So make sure you listen till then. Um, He's all about eating a carnivore diet. So very juicy, lots of mini juices. Um, Aaron, just to begin with, before we even get into anything about health or mindset around food or anything like that, I would love for you to share a little bit about uh, who you are and how you got to where you are today, because I think it's a very interesting story. Yeah, so uh, my story started 10 years ago now. So I was on welfare and I went to this event and I saw these guys talking about how much money they were making on stage and stuff like that. And I realized that I wanted to do that instead of become a lawyer. So I was studying at the time to become a lawyer And I thought that that would be my life. And I didn't like being a lawyer. I didn't like that at all. But I thought that I had to do that in order to do what I wanted to do at the time, which was to become a sports agent and represent football players off the pitch. So anyway, I got into marketing, came out to Asia, and then started getting into marketing and made lots of money and all that kind of stuff. But then four years ago, uh, one of my friends came to hang out with me. And up until this time, when I was 27, I hadn't placed any importance on my health. Like it was, it was kind of there, but I wasn't really, I didn't care what I ate. I didn't work out consistently. And you know, I was just, it wasn't an important thing to me in my life. Money was more important. Business is more important. And if there was a choice, if I was going to you know, work or, you know, do yoga, my ex-girlfriend was a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. I can count on one hand the amount of times I went to do yoga with her. <laughs> so that was, that was me. That was my life. And then, Four years ago, one of my friends came, hung out with me, and he just basically, without saying anything, just shone the light on all the parts of my life that I didn't focus on, that I could see the results of the benefits of focusing on improving your health. Like he was standing there before me, and I could just see it. I could just see the the results of that. And um, he dragged me into the gym and then started teaching me what he was doing. And I started eating how he was eating, which was completely different to how I was eating at the time. And then... I started to get results. I started to change my physique, started to get, you know, my abs started to show. I started to feel better, started to perform better in, in my business as well. And my outlook on life completely changed. And then that was when I started refining the system that he taught me into my own system. And then I released my program because everyone on my Facebook, they were asking me like, how, how, how was I getting in shape? Like they remembered me as the guy with like no muscles and skinny. And, you know, all of a sudden I was building muscle and they're like, how are you doing this? So I released a program called Alpha Shredding about four years ago, which is like this, this T-shirt right here. And, and then um, the last couple of years, I've actually ventured more into coaching. 
because one of, one of the things that I've realized, which I guess we'll, talk, we'll touch on in this talk, is that people were getting great results, but then, you know, three months later, four months later, I'd hit them up and they'll be like, yeah, I've, I've gone back to eating how I used to eat and, you know, got the bad habits again. And so I was realizing that actually it's not just about nutrition and workouts, it's mostly about the mindset, the, the mentality that you have and the habits that you have and understanding the root cause of what's driving you. And um, if the unconscious thoughts are left unconscious, they're going to drive your behavior. So if you could consciously try for eight weeks to get a particular result with your body, but then after those eight weeks, the, the unconscious thoughts come to the forefront of your mind and then they start dictating your behavior, you know, self-sabotage and all that kind of stuff. So those are the things that I've realized in the last couple of years that really hold people back. And so that's what I'm more passionate about talking about because, yeah, I can tell you what to eat till you're blue in the face, but unless you actually understand what you're doing and you, you're aware of like your patterns and the, the root cause of why you're doing what you're doing, it's, it doesn't really matter. You know? Amazing. I think it's, it's such a fantastic lead up to where you are right now, because I think so many entrepreneurs go through the same thing. So many people who own their own businesses or have their own personal brands really are focusing on the money and the business and they're neglecting their health. And what we actually get taught at personal development events is to create a vision and to create um, something that you're working towards for all of the different areas of your life, not just your business and the, the amount of money that you have coming in. We're looking at without creating a vision, we're looking at our relationships with our family, our health, our fitness, our friends, our circle of influence, like all of these things. It's a very holistic approach when you're in personal development. But if you haven't gotten into personal development, it's seriously not something that people really talk about in business. It's just like, how can I make the most money? How can I grow the business? How can I scale the business? Like that's all that people think about. If someone is listening and that is them in their business, they're just currently focused on the money and the business and how they can scale and grow, but yeah. they are starting to realize, okay, well maybe I need to start looking at my health and, and maybe my mental clarity isn't as good as it could be. What is some advice that you would have for those people? Yeah. So first of all, we have to realize that, I always say this to my clients because it's so true. Like we have to view ourselves as a Ferrari, right? So if we're a Ferrari, if you, if you own a Ferrari, you're not going to put the, the, the worst fuel in there, right? You're going to put the best quality fuel, like high octane, whatever it's called. Like you're going to put the best fuel in your body. Otherwise a Ferrari won't be able to perform at its optimum level. And I, I liken that to us, right? Like our physical body, like we're the person in our life that gets us most of our results. All of our results come from us. So if, if we liken that back to a, our body as a Ferrari, we want to put the best fuel in our body to make sure that we're performing at the optimum levels. Mm. And that's, that's awareness in and of itself because I wasn't aware before that eating Burger King at 3 a.m. was not actually me putting the right fuel in my body and helping my body perform at the optimum levels. Yeah. So I'd wake up with brain fog and cloudy, cloudy mind and you know, I'd sit at a computer work, trying to work, but then they'll, I'd have, have a brain fart. Like I had no ideas because I had no creativity because I felt crap. And so being aware first is the first step, right? Like, and that's, that's, that's the step that most people struggle with because if you're not aware of this, like I wasn't for 27 years, then it's, it's hard to become aware. But just that thought of, okay, I'm going to try and become aware of how I'm feeling and start tracking that. So what I have my clients do is I track 
how they're feeling. So we can correlate, okay, what did you eat and how did you feel? How much sleep did you get? What was the quality of your sleep and how do you feel, right? So you can see, you know, how you feel day to day and then you, you start getting more awareness of, you know, what you need to do to be at your best. So what, what do you need to do today? Okay, I need to be at my best all day long because I've got so many meetings. I'm so busy today. I've got, I, need, I need lots of creativity for all of these different tasks. Like how can I uh, be at my optimum level all day? Mm-hmm. Peak performance. And that's really what it's about, right? And so if, one per, if a person wants peak performance and they, they say their business is their number one priority, which is what I hear a lot. You know, they say, say like, yeah, Aaron, you know, my, my business is number one, not my health. I'm like, okay, I get that. I totally get that. Of course, I understand that. But let's, let's take it a step back here. How do you get your business to be number one? And how do you get your business to grow is, is by, you know, maybe delegating, maybe having more creative ideas, making better decisions. And if you're in better health and you have a clearer mind, you'll be able to do those things better and more. And it will take less time as well. One of my friends, he, he recently got in shape and he said that he's working less and he's more productive in those hours because he has less brain fog. Mm. Yeah, I heard someone say the other day on, uh, I think it was an online summit that I was watching on the weekend maybe, and they said, um, the strength of your body equals the strength of your mind. And that really hit me because with COVID and, and the gyms being closed and here, like I'm back at home in Canberra at the moment and I don't have any home workout stuff. So I've just been doing body weight stuff. and. But normally I'm in the gym every single day, lifting weights, doing, doing like a pretty solid workout. And I can feel the difference in my body, but also in my mind, because it's hard for me to wake up every day. And I'm, I feel tired throughout the day. Like I am still working out, but I really can just tell the difference because I know that my body isn't actually as strong at the moment as it usually is. Um, if somebody is thinking, if, if they still don't believe that their health directly affects their business. Like once you started to see the difference in your health back four years ago, I think you said it was, um, was there a direct correlation pretty much straight away in the success of your business or was that something that took a little bit more time? Well, the, the ideas were better. I was more creative. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's, it's a weird one because you know, you're, you're using, because my excuse before was I don't have the time, right? Like I don't have the time to commit to this. But then when you realize that it's actually a form of, well, for me, it was a form of meditation uh, for that, you know, the 45 minutes I'm in the gym or the hour that I'm in the gym. Mm. And then when I came back to do my work, I just had all these like, ideas that were already in my subconscious, but now they're in my conscious mind. Mm. And I was a- able to, you know, have better ideas and which eventually made me more money. But, you know, just having those better ideas, those aha moments, you get more of those when your mind is functioning better as a result of more endorphins, as a result of more exercise, mm-hmm. right? And, and coupled with the fuel that you're putting into your body as well. And, you know, when you start prioritizing sleep, instead of thinking that sleep is something that you do when you're dead, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. When you start, like, <laughs> focusing on sleep and actually getting enough and waking up refreshed, yeah. You're, you start having better ideas. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's the base, that's the base of, um, you know, becoming better at business and, you know, making more money or whatever you want to do. Yeah, definitely. Basically what I'm hearing you say pretty much is it all comes back to your mind and your mindset around this. And I think 
it's so important. And we touched on this a little bit earlier, the mindset around food, because a lot of people don't even realize that they have a certain mindset around food or they have um, ideas or beliefs in their subconscious mind that are to do with food. If somebody is really struggling to eat healthy and they just can't see, they always seem to be falling off track no matter what diet or whatever they try, what are some mindset shifts or, or what sort of mindset techniques could you give to somebody to help them to take control of their mindset and, and those subconscious beliefs that are around food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's all about the subconscious beliefs. So if someone's struggling to eat healthy, then there's, there's clearly some, some limiting beliefs they have about healthy people. So for example, one of the limiting beliefs that I had before I consistently worked out was I would look at people who would just walked out of the gym and I would judge them. I'd be like, hey, that, that guy, that woman, she lives in the gym. She's there seven days a week for at least one hour, two hours. And, you know, she's eating chicken, rice and broccoli and she has no life and that's her life or that's his life. And so that was my judgment. So that formed my belief about those people. So therefore, when it came to eating food, I was like, yeah, I'm not. I would disassociate with those people. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a gym freak, so I'm just going to eat this cheesecake. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know and that felt good to myself like it felt good like you know not associating myself with, with being the healthy person and i think again so there i just touched on like the identity um so what i teach my clients is, is this is about becoming the healthy person like you're not trying to lose weight like there's a difference between trying to lose weight and losing weight like those are two different things and so if we're constantly trying to do something then we're never adopting that belief of having that identity as as that person and mm -hmm. so what i what i tell people is like you know it's going back to the basics and going back to the foundation so what are the beliefs that you believe about being healthy like write those down like what do you believe to be true about being healthy and what what negative things do you associate with being healthy because there's if someone's struggling to eat healthy that tells me that they are associating something negative with that which is preventing them from doing that action. Maybe it's their friends. Maybe they don't want to be left out. Maybe they don't want to be the only person not eating pizza every night or I don't know what it is, right? But yeah. you know, your environment's more powerful than your willpower. So it might be the environment that they're in and they don't want to be the odd one out. The only, they don't want to be the one that's actually getting healthy when everyone else is unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And so that's another thing that I tell people is, you know, you've got to remove and identify and be aware of the toxic relationships that you have and get rid of any of those because those will derail your progress. Like if, if you're in an intimate relationship and your partner's stressing you out, that's gonna have a knock-on effect to the food that you're eating. And when we're stressed, we don't eat broccoli, right? We go and eat this argan dars, we go and eat chocolate, all that kind of stuff. And so these are, these are all different factors to take into account because a lot of people, they, we think that health is just one part of our life, but it's actually everything. Like it's all connected. Mm. Health touches every area of our life. Yeah, totally. I can totally relate to that because I am an emotional eater. When I'm stressed, when I'm sad, when I'm angry, yeah. I like go to the fridge and I'm like, fuck this, and open the fridge. And like, Whoopsie. Anyway, everyone has their flaws, right? <laughs> um, but I want to touch on something that you said sort of at the start of answering that question was yeah. talking about identity. And this is such yeah. a huge thing when you are trying to become a better person in any area of your life, it's so important to be able to 
differentiate the way you currently identify yourself to how you want to identify yourself in the future. It's with any area of personal development, right? If you're creating a vision for yourself, you need to think about the person you want to become to achieve those goals. And then every day you need to act as that person in the vision to achieve those goals. And I imagine it's very much the same thing when you're sort of trying to come up with a new identity or recreate your identity around your mindset with food because it's you're not that person yet but if you act as if you are that person that eats in those healthy habits then I feel like it'll be a lot easier because you're just sort of being that like pretending to be that person even though you're not already that person is that sort of what you teach and how it works absolutely. yeah absolutely and also one of the biggest things is you know, making friends with healthy people. Because yeah. if, if your social circle is full of people who are overweight, then that's not really going to be helpful for you moving forward. Because it's kind of like, if you've got two people, both of them want to lose what, sorry, both of them want to stop smoking. Person A, all their friends, they all smoke. Person B, all their friends don't smoke. Person B is going to stop smoking because their environment is set up, it's easy for them because their environment is such that they don't have to use their willpower. Whereas person A has to use willpower and willpower is finite. It never works long-term. So one of the things that I do and teach my clients is you want to set up your environment so that you don't have to use much willpower. So an easy way is, you know, if you're going to the gym, there's going to be fit, healthy people at the gym. Simply just ask them, you know, how did you do that exercise? You know, befriend them, make friends of a healthy person and then hang out with them and you'll start to pick up their habits, you know, and, that's just one way of doing it. And then another way is obviously like just affirming to yourself that you are the healthy person. There's, there's lots of other different strategies, but yep. um, essentially if you want to create the environment that supports your goals. Mm. So I recently started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and my goal is to be a black belt in the sport, right? It takes 10 years apparently. Yep. So I don't want to overwhelm myself thinking about 10 years in the future. That's a long time. So I'm just going to go there and I just practice every day and the environment supports me with that. So, you know, they're supporting my vision and I'm just stepping into that. So I'm not like, I'm not trying to do jujitsu. I am doing jujitsu, right? It's a completely different thing. Like yeah. I am that guy who's on yeah. the mat. Like I'm not, I'm not trying, I'm not dipping my toe in the water. Like I am doing it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's huge with anything in life is yeah. to not not reward yourself or not feel like you're progressing once you get to the destination. I think by actually taking the steps and being in the process, being in the dirt sort of, you should feel like that's an achievement in itself because, okay, maybe you, you for example, you want to eat healthy for the whole week and you have, you eat healthy for the first three days, but then there's one day and you have dessert like one day and then the rest of the other days you eat healthy. Well, a lot of people would probably beat themselves up because they had dessert on that one day. But in reality, there's still like six other days that they ate healthy and they should really pride themselves in the fact that they've been able to do that for six days as well. So I think it's really sort of helping people to shift. It, it, again, it comes back to the mindset, right? Of shifting the mindset of don't reward yourself and don't feel proud when you've achieved the thing. Feel proud of yourself along the way, like while you're actually taking the steps to get there as well, I think. Yeah, because it's enjoying the process, right? Like that's what it's all about. Because yeah. the destination is, I mean, the destination is cool, but the journey is, it's longer than a destination, right? Like you get there, you whatever. Like, but the journey is what we look back on. We're like, oh wow, 
I did all that stuff. Like I'm proud yeah. of myself, you yeah. know? So like what you said, um, I've actually been doing that with jujitsu. So every time I go to class, I log it down on my calendar. So I look back at my calendar and I'm like, oh, I, I went like five days a week last week. And the week before that, I'm like, wow, I'm becoming the person that, that trains regularly, like goes jujitsu a lot, you know? Like, and it builds that, that confidence and, and you're proud of yourself for doing the, the small things and start appreciating those. And then they will, that will help you, you know, start doing it more and more. And then it becomes a habit at that point. Amazing. Yeah, it's, it's actually funny because I'm doing the same thing, but for healthy eating in my diary. Yeah, every day, yeah, I'm like, awesome. exactly. day seven, habit equals healthy eating, tick, tick. Like if I get to the end of the day and I've eaten, I'm like starting to track it because it's it, in Canberra, in Australia, like there's people just don't eat as healthy as like in Bali. It's so easy to get fresh, healthy, amazing food. But here yeah. it's more processed. It's like, it's not as good for you. So I'm in the, currently in the process of trying to eat more fresh, healthy, wholesome food. Um, yeah. yeah, doing the same thing, tracking it in my diary every single day. So um, I love that. Okay, I would love to touch on now people's relationship with food because I think your mindset around food can be one thing, but your relationship with it can be different. And this, I think your relationship from food can often come from potentially your parents when you were growing up or like you said, the, the people around you and you wouldn't necessarily realize that, it, that you even have a relationship with food. Maybe it's a negative one like me. And you, every time you feel upset, you go to the fridge and you just like find whatever unhealthy food you can and just eat as much as, as much of it as you can possibly find. Like how would someone, for example, let's use me as an example. I'm an emotional eater, right? Yeah. My relationship with yes. food when I'm upset is okay. I'm using food as a comfort because I'm obviously not getting that form of comfort from somewhere else how could i possibly or if anyone else listening is, is experiencing something similar how could we possibly start to mend our relationship with food yeah so what i teach is when when you're feeling like you need comfort from somewhere that but you're not getting it yeah. um so the first question is where else could you get that comfort from so and then you and then you write down a list of where you can get comfort from that doesn't involve food. And so the next time you're feeling like you, you know, you're not getting that comfort that you need, therefore your, your knee-jerk reaction is to go to the fridge. Well, take a step in that moment and be mindful and be like, all right, so I'm feeling like this lack of comfort. This is causing me to go to the fridge, right? And eat the chocolate or whatever you're eating. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, realize, okay, what else could I do to meet this need of comfort? And then you have your list so you know exactly what you should be doing. So, for example, I remember one time I felt like having some chocolate and uh, my friend hit me up and he's like, hey, let's go, let's go play football on the beach at sunset. And this was like a few minutes before I had the, the craving for the chocolate, right? So I, instead of going to chocolate, I went to the beach mm. and played football with him. And afterwards, I didn't have that feeling of wanting to have the chocolate because I was meeting that emotional need of maybe it was connection, maybe it was fun, mm. you know, just having that fun and connection was enough. And that was what I was placing on the chocolate. Like the chocolate was giving me that fun and connection. Whereas I actually know that I can do something else that like gives me the same emotional feeling and then that will dissipate and then I won't think about food. So a lot of people, they're, they're bored, right? Especially now with the COVID stuff, they're bored at home 
and they just find themselves going to the fridge like 50 times a day because they're just so bored. And it's like, what else could you do to meet that need of boredom? And there's lots of things you can do. It's just, it's just about really asking the questions and then, you know, you have the answers. I don't have all the answers you do. You know what to do, right? It's just becoming aware of it. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's a, it's a fantastic idea. But also another thing, another good thing I just thought of to write down would be potentially to, to journal about, if this is something that people are struggling with, they could potentially journal about what is triggering them to start craving that food or to make them get into that emotional state where they feel like they need to go to the fridge. Like, I can literally do this. I can journal on what is triggering me to get into that state. And maybe it might be work. It might be, it's not a very common thing for me because I don't, I don't often get upset or feel sad or angry. I'm like a pretty positive person and there's not much stress in my life. But I think for a lot of people, it's probably happening almost every day if they're, if they're stressed with work, if they're unhappy in their relationship. So one good way to start combating this would be to actually write down what is triggering that old habit and then write down the new habit that you want to create. And then when you feel yourself experiencing that old habit, you've already thought about in your mind, okay, well, this is happening and I'm going to start reprogramming my mind to, to perform this new habit. And instead of going to the fridge, I will go for a walk or I'll watch a movie or whatever you're going to do. I think that also would be a great idea for people to, what, what do you think on that? Absolutely. I was about to say that as well. Yeah. Like becoming aware and then, you know, like journaling on, on your, on what's triggering it. Cause yeah. if you can, be aware of what's triggering you to do certain things. You can remove the triggers eventually, right? You yeah. can just not be around those triggers. And then, so that's a, that's a great way to, to handle it as well. So yeah. yeah. And a, a bigger one as well is um, the like nutrition as well. Like the nutrition that you eat plays a role. Cause if I'm eating donuts every day, I'm going to want to eat donuts. Like it's just a vicious cycle, right? Like the more sugar I eat, the more sugar I want to eat. Yeah. And so that's a big part of it as well. Yeah. Amazing. So if someone is potentially, I'd like to go back to a little bit more business theme yeah. because that's, that's what a lot of my audience is, is people who are just starting out in business or have, have their own businesses. So if somebody has their own business and they, they know they want to start getting healthy, but they don't really know how, or they think they don't have enough time, would you suggest like, should they start outsourcing their meals if they can afford it and like getting other people to cook or do you think would you recommend like they start meal prepping or how would you go about doing that what do you suggest for people yeah it depends on it depends on someone's schedule so if they literally don't have any time in their day to to cook then of course they need to hire a chef which is a great that's like my my go-to is like if you literally don't have any time and you don't want to cook hire a chef if you can afford it if you yeah. can't afford a chef, then obviously you gotta you gotta look at other ways. So the other way is just a meal prep company. Yeah. Um, but you want to customize the, the the meals as well, like because one of the big things I talk about is keeping protein really high. So at all times I'm keeping my protein really high because protein is the one of the main macronutrients that we need. And um, if we're low on protein, then in my testing and testing with my clients, when you're when you're eating low protein. You're going to be eating higher carb, and then or and then you're going to start feeling lethargic because your your the the ratio is off. 
And so the protein keeps you fuller for longer, keeps you like more energized. And so if you're ordering meals from a meal service, make sure that the, the meals are high in protein. And yeah. that's, that'll be my advice. And mm-hmm. same thing if you're having a chef. And the best thing though is to, is to cook. Uh, but the, the obstacle that people face when, they, when it comes to cooking is, oh, it's going to take a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends what you're eating, number one. And it depends, depends on how much flavor that you're adding to your dishes. And so one of the things that I've done over the years is, is to uh, bland my palate. It doesn't sound appealing to most people, <laughs> but I'm like, a little bit of salt and pepper, which before I would, that would not be in my, in my mind at all. It'd be like, I need to season this for like five days and then like, you know, put all these spices in and, you know, it, it just took way too long and like cutting up all the garlic and, you know, some people love cooking and that's fine. If you love cooking, that's great. But a lot of people don't like cooking. And a lot of people think they want to cook, but they don't want it to be too time consuming. But you can cook a, meal, a great meal in 15 minutes. Like it doesn't have to be like this extravagant chef's gourmet dinner, you know? Yeah, totally. I can totally attest to that because literally over the weekend, my boyfriend and I were looking at, uh, we're, we were doing a bit of an audit on our time and how much time we were spending on certain tasks per day and looking at like how much it would cost to outsource those tasks, the ones that we didn't like doing. And we were spending like an hour to an hour and a half per day cooking, which I don't like cooking. I think it's annoying as all hell. In Bali, when I, like, when I live in Bali, I eat out every meal. Like I go to Omajamu, I'm sure you've probably heard of Omajamu, like all of I go to, I just go out every single meal. So being back here, I'm like, if I can pay, literally I could pay a meal prep company $9 per meal to cook and I'll save myself like an hour to an hour and a half per day, which I value my time at a lot more than like 18 to like, well, I would probably get two meals per day. So it'd be 18 bucks. My time is worth a lot more to me than $18 per hour. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important. If you are trying to run a business, guys, like this, that's exactly the reason it is for me is because I'm so committed to my business right right now. It's growing at a rate that like we can barely even keep up with. We have to put a client stop in because we have so many clients that we can't keep up. And I don't have time to be spending a whole hour of my day cooking. I, don't, I just don't want to do that. So if I can pay $18 per per day to have someone else cook for me. I think it's such an amazing way to get back some time in your day. And then you're going to start seeing the results in your business. You're going to start seeing the results in your body and in your mind because the meal prep company is going to give you food that is wholesome and healthy um, and higher in protein if that's the one that you opt in for. I can also attest to that as well because like when I went vegetarian, I think we had a conversation about this when I was a vegetarian of, I just went through this phase where I could barely even get out of bed. I couldn't exercise. Like my brain was so foggy. I could barely work. It was terrible. And I actually reintroduced meat into my diet because I simply just couldn't go on feeling like that. So I can attest to that as well. I think it's super important to make sure that you have a balanced diet and and include pretty high protein in that as well. Um, Aaron, this has been such an amazing podcast. I'm so glad that we got to talk about it because a lot of the time on my podcast, we're sort of, I'm interviewing people that give that are giving people business advice or mindset advice, but I love that you've incorporated business mindset and your physical body and your health as well, because it all is so tied together. I think it's been such a valuable episode. Thank you so much for joining me. If you had one last thing that you could say to the audience, maybe one or two sentences, what would it be? Um, about what? About health or 
Yeah, yeah. about like health, maybe mindset around food and health. Um, I'd say it all stems from self-love. And ultimately, if you could make the, you know millions and millions of dollars, but what is that worth when you don't have your health? Like if you can't enjoy it, if you can't go to a, go on a hike with your family because you're out of shape, but you've got loads of money. Like you can't enjoy the love and connection that comes from, you know, what we all crave, which is love and connection, right? Like that's why we're doing this. So we can have more love and connection. We can have more time to have more love and connection, right? That's why we're building the business. So we can have freedom to have more love. Yeah. And so it's like, if you want to enjoy the fruits of your labor, um, then you have to obviously, you know, include health in that equation as well, because yeah. without health, we don't have anything. And like, you know, uh, right now I've injured my foot from jujitsu. So I haven't been training for the last day. And it's like, wow, like I get to work out. I get to do all these things and now I can't do them. So it makes you realize that without my health, I can't do anything that I want to do. If I was, if I had a bad back and I was bedridden, I wouldn't be able to do this interview. So I'd be on my back, you know, like <laughs> yeah. health is super important. And not just, not just about, you know, the mindset, uh, but also about the physical health as well, like actually exercising and moving your body every day. So yeah. really important. Totally. I love that. And guys, it's, it's makes such a difference. If you aren't exercising regularly, it's going to be hard. Like try it, start for a couple of weeks. It's going to be hard for maybe like the first week or two, but I promise you after a while, it will start to feel amazing because every day when I wake up, like literally the first thing I want to do when I wake up is exercise because it's like a natural coffee, but times a hundred because it gets your endorphins going. You just feel like you're on top of the world. You have so much fun. Like, and then you just feel like you're on a high for the rest of the day. And I can so feel the difference when I don't exercise. It's crazy. Like my brain doesn't feel as sharp and like I can't think as quickly my body feels like slow and lethargic so if you haven't started exercising please start exercising because it's so important um Aaron where can everybody find you online yeah so my website is healthmastery.net mm -hmm. and then my instagram is the real darko so those yep. are the two places that I'm most active amazing guys definitely give him a follow on on insta it's super it's super awesome to see you just doing life in Bali. I think, well, firstly, because I just miss Bali, but secondly, because you're <laughs> doing fun things like you're doing your jujitsu, you're in the gym, you're cooking, you're giving us like tutorials and things that we can learn about like food and health and mindset and all of that sort of stuff. You provide a whole bunch of value. So guys, I definitely would recommend you going and giving him a follow. Um, Aaron, thank you so much for joining me. And guys, until the next episode, I'll see you later. Bye. Want even more millennial business insights and to connect with like-minded business owners from around the world? Join our Facebook community for tips on how to take your business to the next level and chat with myself and other listeners. All you have to do is visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Millennial Girls Media Gang to be a part of this wonderful community. For show notes and downloads, head to www.themillennialbusinesspodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's guest and me. If you enjoyed this week's show, would you just take a screenshot and post it to your Insta story? I know this episode could help so many other business owners to see the amazing changes that they can make to grow their business exponentially. Until next time, my awesome listeners, keep chasing your big business goals and thank you so much for tuning in to the Millennial Business Podcast.